On today's episode of Movie Stalkers, we're talking 1917. Also, quick housekeeping notes, we now have an Instagram page, at Movie Stalkers. We're on Twitter, at Movie Stalkers 1, and Facebook, Movie Stalkers. Any of you guys that listen, if you can give us a follow or a like on any of those, that'll help us out. And if you listen on iTunes, if you can leave us a comment and a review, that will help us grow the show. With the new year, we're excited to see where we can take this thing. And big thanks to anyone who's listened to us from the beginning or just started listening. We appreciate all of you, and we hope you enjoy the show. The only thing I could think of was the uh, was OK Boomer. Like I was waiting for for some guy to, about to get fucking put in his place. What's up guys, welcome to Movie Stalkers, I'm Brad, and I'm here with Thomas. Hello. Cody. I have a feeling that Thomas's shoes smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And Nick. Hey, what's up? Okay guys, just to give you a little run through, um, we had technical difficulties, and so we're going to start over the intro again. We didn't get that far into the podcast, so it's good. We did start it off by talking about when I wasn't recording, um, about my stinky shoes. And we got on the topic of Brad apparently wears two to three pairs of socks a day, but Brad is also a very clean freak and always smells delicious. Um, me, Nick, and Cody personally were talking that one sock a day is fine because first question Brad asked, which is probably the reason why my shoes smell, is that um, I wore one pair of socks all day today at work. But I don't know if that's normal for someone to switch pairs of socks halfway through the day while at work. So um, we were talking that I used to wear Converse, but they are Adidas, Adidas uh, Hyper Boosts, and they're delicious on my feet. Um, so yeah, you can either be Team Brad and be for one or, or for multiple pairs of socks per day, or you can be Team Thomas Nick Cody for one one and done for the day. Tom was also yeah, repping that. his uh make america great again hat today uh we had a quick segment on uh america versus iran and uh who would win and uh i think it's pretty clear that america would dominate um tom tom was ready to say that uh america could take down the entire world um at exactly the same time which is a terrible idea and uh he's just america right now tom is basically july 4th every day at tom's house so he's just shooting fireworks off we're a pro a pro America podcast, but we're not for America versus the entire world. No, fuck uh, it. America I, versus the least. world. Just like, just like Scott Pilgrim. Seventy five percent of us don't want to fight the whole world. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty that's sure like like three hundred million versus six point seven. Three hundred and thirty million, you dumb fuck. Three hundred thirty million versus six point yeah. seven billion. I do have I, a bald eagle on my chest. Okay. Not a live one, a tattooed one. Tom, it's Australian no, there's wildfires. There's no way it's bald. It's a little bald. But your chest grows hair so fast. 
the eagle's bald. <laughs> no, yeah, I guarantee he has an afro right oh, now. He's got a fro right now. Thank God, Tom, I w- super dark. What? what I want to know Australian? the answer to this question: Australian yeah. wildfires versus koala bears. Who wins? Uh, wildfire for sure. It's a good guess. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of koala bears. What yeah, if they formed a koala bear meat shield? Well, wait, 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 wait. Does by fire winning, does that mean koala bears are extinct? Oof. Or are we just talking... There's probably a few left. Anymore. Yeah. Or just like a general fight, like koala bear versus fire, like if it was one-on-one. Yeah, that's. I was kind of going more that uh, direction. Oh, fire. Yeah. yeah. Fire. <laughs> All day. No, koala bears are that... fucking dumb. Just... You can't eat fire. If you could, koala bear, 100%. Could you eat koala bear? Is that a thing? Is that like a delicacy? Um, I would also like to point out that I think I sent this on Instagram to you guys, but there is a turtle that reproduced 800 offspring and um, saved his a very unique species of turtle. And basically, I just the, the caption said it all, but it said this guy fucks. So talking about koalas <laughs> going extinct, 800 times uh. impregnated turtles. If you guys can hear it in the background at some point, uh, Tom is living currently in a haunted house, uh, and you will hear from time to time ghosts uh, Dude, just and wind travel between the background. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. Or I could open up the podcast with a clip of the wind. <laughs> just, <laughs> like this is what Thomas was dealing with the whole time. <laughs> Uh, we also recap uh, Dracula. Uh, I thought Dracula was a really good show on Netflix, by the way. Uh, feel free to watch it. It is definitely more on the thrilling edge, I would say. I don't know what to expect when I first started it, but um, I thought it was pretty fun. Very yeah. gory, though. Extremely gory. And we're sticking to the 1 through 10 grading. Oh, why is that, Brad? Because uh, I got outvoted 3 to 1. How do you feel about that? Awesome. <laughs> did you want to give the voting a letter grade the yeah. three to one vote what F- would you minus. what would you oh okay is that like a three out of ten or a five out of ten i wouldn't be able it's to tell the difference zero out of ten oh, okay it's, actually, it's a negative uh, two so we had an age-long debate between deciding on letter grades or number grades for everyone in terms of what we want to view uh yeah we'd or love rate. to hear all of your opinions the new movie and uh brad wants to hear everyone's opinion but everyone else uh on the podcast has already voted and i don't uh, it's hate already built into 10. law i just the one through ten thing like i don't know there's some movies that like you know you say i don't know i say they're an eight out of ten but then if i was going to give them a letter grade it, i would give them like a c <laughs> <laughs> It sounds so stupid when I say it. For those of you wondering why Brad sounds like Nancy Pelosi, it's because he's very sick. I'm super sick. I didn't. I could just super uh, sick. I could just imagine being in like super like Brad sick. being a teacher. Brad being a teacher, and Brad's like, "You got a nine out of ten, but that counts as a C in my class." Because I only do letter grades. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> you shut the fuck up, Billy. <laughs> I said it again. A nine out of ten is a fucking C. No, you don't fuck you're it up. Hey, no hey, better Rob. than average in my book. All I see are C's. Wait till your father gets home. <laughs> my teacher says he doesn't like number grades, so he only just, gives us letters. He just kept saying, "I'm a C student." <laughs> 
uh, and then uh, we briefly recapped uh, the NFL games, which, uh, in short, Derrick Henry's a beast. Uh, the Ravens are embarrassingly uh, sad that they lost, and uh, the Houston Texans uh, get absolutely embarrassed again uh, by the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so we'll see who wins the Super Bowl. What, what else happened? Uh, Brad's a huge Niners fan, as we all know, um, and the Niners did win this week, though uh, they will lose at some point. And okay, that's, um, that's, that's, that's Thomas and I, yeah, Thomas and I have made it our mission uh, to make sure that the Niners don't win the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll, if the, we'll cook something up. If the Niners win the Super Bowl, <laughs> will you guys make a Niners song? Uh, no, that's we not will that's partly will we'll consider you guys have a, to do some sort of. I'll what do, are you something? do if the Niners don't win? I've got you, a perfect. You guys deal. come up with that idea. I've got a perfect idea right now. Like I'm not okay. running through. Do you guys get a nine If the Niners, they win. If the Niners win the Super Bowl, uh-huh. you may write a letter of appeal to Movie Stalkers Inc. What, about to change leather, the grading? Right, to change the grading, and then it'll be considered. <laughs> so write a letter to myself. <laughs> right, and then it'll be considered among the four of us. So you'll open you up that piece of mail, and we can talk about it. I'll yeah. just get outvoted again. Well, at least Most it gets likely. to be up for uh, consideration. Yeah, you can still appeal. Yeah. It's like being up for parole. It's like it's not guaranteed. Yeah, um, so we're going to start a new segment on Tom dating advice, or Thomas giving dating advice. Uh, Brad, you, you mentioned something about uh, you don't want this to happen. Is that the case? No, there Tom's was... life is spiraling out no. of control? <laughs> it was a confusion on my part. I thought it was we were going to give him dating on advice, like on how to find like the one, because mm-hmm. he's kind of like the bachelor. But what's going to happen instead? Uh, he's going to give us advice on if, like, we want to, you know, just throw a monkey wrench oh, into our lives one day. It's not to you guys. I don't care that much about you. It's to anyone else listening. Yeah. Tom definitely doesn't care about you, Brad. Yeah. Right. You're married. You're good. <laughs> Nick Nick Mash, take it away. No, I, what are your top four? So right. what are your... So, I'm, I have four. Uh, this is kind of where we left <laughs> off with now we're back on track with the podcast. Um we really want to know Brad's thoughts on these. So the first one, of, <laughs> we're going to do four pieces of dating advice today. Um, first one is that condoms are like socks, one a day. We don't do the Brad method and use multiple a day. We do the Nick, Thomas, and Cody method. Brad, what are your thoughts on this? I don't think he got the joke the first time. So going around the second time through, I still don't think he gets it. That's uh, okay. Um <laughs> Brad, just silent. <laughs> no. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Be the fifth. Um, second is if her name is Tina, run. Um, Cody, I had wanted some clarification earlier, and it's if it, this is dating advice, not talking to a random Tina if you're already taken or married. What if it's a Tina with a Y, like T-Y-N-A? That's even worse. That's Tina. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like Gina and Tina. I'm not going to lie. My favorite out of all of that? Gina. Gina. <laughs> <laughs> Gina. Virgin. Name's Gina. Gina. <laughs> I was into girls for a while, but I'm looking to get back on the market. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So, so, so that's where Tina virgin? leads. <laughs> yeah. Um, Regular Tina's not that bad. If you're dating a Tina, run. And um, a Y is worse. Yes. 
Uh, number three is try everything sexually once, except for anal. Try it twice, just to make sure. Mm. Make sure. Cody, have you tried? Cody, have you tried anal? Make sure. <laughs> no comment. Make sure of what? <laughs> so you're telling you're into a good pegging. That you're saying. You tried it twice. Let's just say Cody uh, is still no, still three. no. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Let's just to say, if I was religious, the... I still wouldn't be a virgin. <laughs> what? I, <hate> what? <laughs> I don't get that either. Hey, and uh, an aspen tree—you could tell because of the way it is. That was deep. You just, you just keep thinking about it. You'll you'll figure out what it means. All right. Uh, last but not least is when in doubt, just say I'm sorry. You are pretty. Uh, this is actually probably the best thing advice I could give as of right now because it works. You text a girl, maybe a joke she doesn't like, or thought you're gonna text me, and you just say you text back, "I'm sorry, you're pretty." Because it's like, how can you get mad at me for saying, "Hey, like I apologize," and you are pretty. You're like, and it, you pooped in the refrigerator, and you're like, "I'm sorry, you're pretty." It is. It is a very. <laughs> it is. It is a very quick fix. I'm, I'm, yeah, that makes is, sense. It's a very quick fix. You and sometimes it just throws them off. I'm and they're sorry. Like, you're pretty. And sometimes, like, if they've never heard you say it, you're like, I'm sorry, you're pretty. And they're like, wait, wait what? Did, would you just call me pretty? And you're like, yeah, I did. <laughs> and they're like, fucking, it worked, dude. And then walk away. <laughs> and then walk away. Is that what you typically do to Tina's? You're like, I'm sorry, you're pretty. And then you just walk away. They're not oh, it doesn't that work on Tina's. That's the reason it's oh, run. Run from them. Got it. God, you weren't listening to the fucking role. You see a Tina, run. I just, I'm so out of the dating game. I just, uh, I hope that's yeah, like a comment. Tina's out there, if there's any Tina's out there, don't at me. Nice, excellent. Yeah. Nice. That went that went really well, Tom. I uh, I expect you to do uh, the. I know you have a book of roughly ten thousand different uh, tips. So, when is that going to be released? Um, it's called Ten Thousand called... Leagues Under the Sheets. It's called. Actually, it's going to be called good. 10,000 Tips, Still Not Enough, Giggity Giggity, and I'm waiting until 2069 to release it. <laughs> 420, 4269? Yeah, 42069. Nice. Woke. Yeah. Wow. I'm definitely woke now. How long do you think That's my list woke. will be by that time, Nick? My, uh, you know what list? Well, if it's 10,000 now, and I no, did a not quick that list. number crunch, <laughs> repeating it probably be at like... 10,000 for 25 years, At so least 30, 700 billion. Shut up. <laughs> At least huh. the population of the world minus the U.S. Nick's Asian. Shut up, Cody. Um, I'm Blacasian. I'm like Tiger Woods. <laughs> Nick. It's a rare breed. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations for me of things that you've consumed over this past week? Ugh, I'm on a diet. And all the best things are shaped like dicks. No. So those are off limits. <laughs> That's, not That's what my doctor the said. Like not food. The best kind. The best kind. <laughs> not, not food? You don't want me to recommend any food, Brad, huh? I mean, okay, so for this section where we, like, recommend something, you could recommend food. That's where my mind goes to. But you can't time. be like, oh, I went to uh, In-N-Out and I got a double-double. No, and stop, really Brad. Good. You know what, Brad? During the time that you get to recommend something... Why don't you go ahead and recommend In and Out, okay? Because I know what I'm going to recommend. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, shout out to Kind Bars. 
Um, they're new into my life. Uh, and wow. Delicious. They've just taken me away. Um, taken, oh, swept me right off my feet. Coconut? No, the chocolate peanut butter ones. That one's oh. pretty good. Oh my God. Pretty good is an understatement. Yeah, kind bars are delicious. Um, so that's what I would recommend. Some chocolate peanut butter kind bars. Mm. What about you, Cody? What would you recommend this week? I would recommend the song Formula by R.L. Grime and Jules. Hold on. The EDM song. R.L. Grande? Formula? Formula by R.L. Grime and Jules. It's like a trap, dubby fucking... Did Did you say trash? Go Carl hard. Crime and jewels. Oh, copyright? Ooh, can't play that. Is that illegal? How does that even work? Can you, you can just put a song on your thing. Mm, it depends. You probably have to call it out or something. Cody, have you ever seen yeah. my thing? There's songs all over it. You got songs on your thing, huh? Yeah. Got a bunch of songs on my thing. But anyways, uh, yeah, Brad says he's going to put it at the end of the podcast if you end up making it all the way that far. So uh, check it out there. Oh, it was in Euphoria, too. That's cool. Also, we are waiting mm. for someone to get those free movie tickets. Brad, right? Yeah. Yeah, no one's no one's guessed the uh, dumb inside joke <laughs> that Nick made about... I forget. I don't even... Let's. We can just... We can cut the shit right now. I didn't even know what the fuck that... What, what Brad was talking about when he said that. I was, he, he started just going off about how someone's going to win. And I'm over here, like... It was an inside going joke for it. that no one is commented on but it, it's I only inside to you point. no i don't <laughs> okay <laughs> the answer is there listen to the episodes on reverse i think that's what they did in spike it's one no <laughs> that's that's listen. how they found out that just floops, listen to them normally floop <laughs> things were <laughs> in trouble <laughs> Uh, Thomas, do you have anything you want to recommend? Floop is a madman, help us, save us, Floop is a madman. Anything I want to recommend like, for... Yeah, TV show, movie. <laughs> oh, boy. You guys won't hear my opinion, yeah? Yeah. Um, I'm fucking dying, dude. <laughs> um, fucking... <The> fucking <laughs> thumbs, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Remember that? The, the thumb thumbs, not thumb, <laughs> yeah, thumb thumbs. <laughs> They're called thumb thumbs. The final scene uh, of Spy Kids 3 is way cooler than Endgame. Actually, we, that's a g- great discussion that we can dig into. The race I Spy Kids 3 think is badass. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, I recommend Don't Fuck With Cats. I just finished it. It was pretty cool. Nice. It's a three, it's a three mm. uh, episode thing. Each episode is an hour long, so it's a mini series, I guess. It is about a guy that is posting videos of him killing cats on Facebook, and people start doing stuff about it. And- Kind of the crazy story of how it all happens, and uh, I'll leave it at that because everything else will be a spoiler. But that's how it's, and that's rule number one. You'll hear that in in that uh, Netflix series. Is that rule number one is don't fuck with cats. Nice, yeah. A lot of people have been saying that shit's really good. I'm gonna check it out this week for sure. I'm a fan of just like I'm I'm a fan of just like short stuff, you know, Brad. Like where I'm just like, like yeah, in and out. Watch it, yeah, in and out. Yeah. yeah, and like it was, you know, two hours and forty minutes. So I'm also perfect. a big fan of In and Out. <laughs> yeah, we know that. <laughs> That's why you're fat, Nick. <laughs> My recommend would be uh, Jojo Rabbit. It's mm. um, a movie. It's been out in theaters a little bit, but it wasn't wide release ever. It's more of an independent. Um, but no, it's directed by Taika Waititi. Uh, 
Sam Rockwell and Scarlett Johansson are in it. And it's a crazy premise, but a really, really good movie. And I would say to anyone, don't let the premise of the movie shy you away from watching it. Because it's very like a heartfelt movie that has like really, it has a good feeling behind it. And it's a really well done movie and I really liked it. So yeah. More importantly though, on the Jojo Rabbit before we move on, what letter grade would you give it? Jojo Rabbit, I would give an A plus or a ten out of ten. Uh, you're gonna have to go above an A plus, but really, wait, whoa! Good? No, he just went to the number. It's my second favorite movie of the year. Not giving away like of 2020. My... No, of 2019 <laughs> okay. came out last year. Better or worse than The Dark Knight? Ah, uh, that's not better than The Dark Knight. Why'd you open that Pandora's box, Nick? Yeah. I'm just asking. Is it yes or no, Brad? No. Okay. Okay, that's your answer. All right, moving on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Tom, what list do you have this week? Okay, so before we get into the movie, and the movie is, um, Brad, I'll let you do the, uh, yeah, the movie is 1917. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, before we get into the movie, I just wanted to talk about some weird shit that, uh, like weird things that happened at the movie theater. So, first couple of things is, I don't know if it was the same for you guys, but when I was actually at the movie theater, everyone was at least like 75 years or older. Yep. I saw so yep. many fucking hearing aids. Oh and my God. I saw, and I saw old people with fucking earplugs in. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're deaf. You hear too much. Like, I don't get that, first of all. And just to like set the scene, I walk in and it's, you know, it's one of the movie theaters where you pick your seat when you're like, oh, pick your seat. And every time you're like, where the fuck is the screen? Because I don't know. And like you're put and like I always put the back one and they're like, oh, that's actually the front row. And I'm like, oh, OK. Um, so I pick F7 because that is the row with where the railing is and I can put my feet up. Well, the old people weren't fucking having that shit either because they took the whole fucking front row. Clearly didn't know how the assigned seating works. And I was just like, it was a big group of old people. And I was like, whatever, I'll just go up like four, four rows or whatever. So I go up to the four, the fourth row from the, so F, G, H, I, J. So I go up to J, I'm like J3, I think, or something like that. And I sit down because I'm like, oh, someone took my seats. And then this guy and his son come up and they're like, oh, he took our seats. We'll go behind. And I was like, oh, did I take your seats? Like, I was like, no, like, I'll move. And he's like, no, it's totally fine. And I was like, oh, okay. And then and someone then, came for those seats, huh? <laughs> You're like, this is not, I can't fucking make this up, dude. It's someone just a domino came, effect. Yes, and someone came. And I was like, no one's fucking following the rules. This is fucking Russia, dude. This is like butterfly effect. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. So that happened. Um, then halfway through the movie, a whole row fucking dipset. Just like left. Wow, I wonder why. And I did not know <laughs> that old people could move that fucking quick. Like, they were out of there, and I was literally, it, I, I'm not even joking, my nursing, like, reactions came in, and I was like, is someone in trouble? Like, is one of these old people fucking having a heart attack? Do I need to, like, go do CPR? Because they were making a big fuss and stuff. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I was like, fuck, do I need to go down there and help? And then they just all left, and I was like, okay, out of sight, out of mind. Um, then... Uh, I walk out of the movie theater, so the movie's over, okay, and some lady is pulling a fucking Mike Bibby 
and she's just clipping her nails right there at the exit of the door. <laughs> and she's just going to fucking town. And, like, she's not that big, but just, like, the area that you want to avoid of someone clipping when they're clipping their nails, I've realized, is pretty big. I never thought of that, like, oh, what's the social bubble or personal space on when <laughs> someone's clipping their nails? Well, my personal space bubble is pretty big because I don't want to be in the line of fire. So that happens. Um, then the last part was going to the bathroom when I was done. Um, this part really bugged me the most, I think. There's three urinals. And there's one, guy, there, there, there's one guy at the urinals. Which urinal are you supposed to go to if you're the solo? Checkmate. You telling me he, he, he fucking was playing chess and just absolutely outplayed you at the urinals? Like he <laughs> made it think? so that either way there's going to be a guy next to you. I love it. Yep. He's fucking playing he, chess. He, he fucking checkmated me. <laughs> he, this motherfucker takes the middle urinal. And he I'm was like, like checkmate. <laughs> and I was like, bro. <laughs> and I was about to go in a stall. Like I was like, no. And I was like, no, I don't want to let him win. So I go and I pee next to him. And nice. M- dude must have had the most inflamed prostate because he's just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I even know. That's anything. what Tom thinks about when he, when he pees next to people. <laughs> no, your prostate gets prostate. swollen and it makes it hard to pee. Did right. you let him know that? Urethra. No, but <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I was like, you need to like roto hammer your, your pee hole or something because it was not good. You need an enema, huh? He was on the struggle bus, yes. Um, last thing uh, was made me feel really uncomfortable, but another dude, old guy in the bathroom, was doing the thing where you put your hand, make a cup with your hand under the sink water, and he was drinking the water oh, from the bathroom the sink. Fuck. And I was just like, hmm. that's how you get pink eye. No, no, I was just like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's I don't know. It I told him what time weird. it was. Yeah. And then, so then I just left and I was like, I'm going, I'm going home. Yeah, that's a good idea. Reno, dude. Mm-hmm. So Wild. I'm sorry for that long story, guys, but I just wanted to. No, biggest that was, little guys, city in the world. That was I good. Guys, I wanted you guys to know my story at the movie theater. And so it sounds, it sounds like Reno is basically just the Twilight Zone. Like the city Reno, Reno is, is like just the, the stepchild zone. of Florida. It's like mm-hmm. uh, yeah, children of the sense. corn. Like yeah. they live yes. there. Yes. It's like North San Juan had a had a baby with Florida, and that's yes. what was produced. Yeah. Yes. And what yes. you said about old people is like a hundred percent correct, because I went to see it uh, on Friday, and seventy five percent of the theater was full, and it was all like people in their sixties, seventies. The fr- only thing I could think of was the uh, was OK Boomer. Like I was waiting for for some guy to, about to get fucking put in his place. Some dude tried to cross me. I was about it... to be like, "Okay, <laughs> boomer, chill, dude." Like I was about, I was ready to go to war against those guys. Basically, the amount of there. old people that were in the movie theater that were over the age of like sixty five is, if someone decided to pull a fucking Batman and come in there and kill all of us, there'd be a lot less people on social security. There's a lot. There was definitely a lot of old <laughs> people. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. So we we go right and we. Our movie theater is one of those ones where you pick your seats. So we had like really baller seats. So we get there, C7, C8. There's this old dude sitting in my seat. And I'm like, nice. uh, I'm C7. And he like looks at me, but he like kind of ignores me. And I like look down at him. And I'm like, I'm C7. 
He's like, literally didn't say anything, just stared at me in the eyes yeah. for a solid like 10 seconds, just like <laughs> oh, looking at me. Damn. Uh, I, like, for a second, I thought this guy he, was like, he smelled to, like, blood, dude. Stab me, dude. No, no, he legit. Smelled I was blood. Like, this motherfucker. So I just fucking locked eye contact with him, dude. And then finally, like, slowly <laughs> reached into his pocket. He pulled out his ticket, and his hands were, like, kind of trembling. So then I, like, kind of, like, felt that. I'm like, oh, this guy's probably, like, a fucking veteran or something. <laughs> so he moves, and then he, like, says, like, oh. And then he, like, gets up, and I'm like, oh, thank you. And he, like, goes over to his seat and doesn't say fucking shit. So, and like, I yeah, I like it. how it's, like, so common where you're the asshole for pointing mm-hmm. out. Tell him to get like, out of your seat. Them yeah. being wrong. Dude, I was thinking the same thing. Like, no matter what, whether it's a concert, it doesn't matter what it is. If you got tickets to something, there's a high chance. I mean, a legitimately, I would say 50-50 chance that there's some asshole that's sitting in your seat that's just like, oh, oh. Yes. Yeah. And that's the common response. Oh. And they're such an asshole. They make you feel like <laughs> they make the you asshole. They make like fucking asshole. Yes. Yeah, you're like, get out of my fucking seat. Like, I can't, I can't go to a sporting event without there being some guy in my seat. And then I got to awkwardly, you know, stare at him until he moves. That's what Cody did. Cody actually thought he'd t- talk to the guy, but he didn't. He just actually ended up just staring at the guy, thinking that he was talking to him. <laughs> He's like, he'll move eventually. Well, Cody doesn't just, talk much, so. Yeah, I'm just going to stare. He, he, yeah, he, he also mumbles, so you can barely fucking understand. That's probably why the guy didn't hear him. You don't have any guy, of that evidence on film. Guy probably fucking turned his hearing aids off, and Cody's there mumbling. And the guy just was like, why is this guy staring at me? And then the server came by, and she's like, oh, hey. And he's like, oh, poor you. You get me every time, huh? So he probably fucking comes to, like, every single movie. He <laughs> right. sits in someone's probably, fucking seat every time. Dude, he, he's all, he's this probably is watching my seat. His, so he tells his wife, he's like, babe, this fucking kid. He doesn't even know seconds. there's a sign seating. That's like his <laughs> Avengers Endgame, dude. It's like he's been waiting all year to see that movie. He's He was like lit. He's like, dude, I'm watching this at least four times in theaters. Dude, that 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 movie, though, huh? Yeah, let's dig into it, huh? 1917. Yeah, yeah. so 1917 was a movie. Uh, at the height of the First World War, two young British soldiers, Schofield, Captain Fantastic's George McKay, and Blake, Game of Thrones, Dean Charles Chapman, are given a seemingly impossible mission. In a race against time, they must cross enemy territory and deliver a message that will stop a deadly attack on hundreds of soldiers. Blake's own brother among them. 1917 is, of course, directed by uh, Sam Mendes. And, uh, yeah, what did everyone think? It's crazy. It says hundreds of soldiers, but it's, what, like 1,600? It's like 1,600. Yeah. 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 I guess that is hundreds, but it's fucking so many people. It's 1,600s, actually, to be exact. So we're doing no spoilers for for the start here. Uh, Yeah. I I was blown away. No pun intended. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Wow, you're a man of that's great review, Cody. Damn. Yeah, yeah. dang. Oh, I was, I was gonna. Man, I'm a few gonna, words. I got more, I got more to say. People have been we waiting gonna, like, for that. Kind of like disseminate. I no, mean, hit us fuck, with it, man. It, no, it was awesome, dude. From start to finish, um, I was I was absolutely excited. I love war movies. Uh, this one was the best one I've ever seen. Um, it'll be hard to top this movie for the year for me, maybe, <laughs> just because it was so good all the way through. Damn. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> that's why I didn't want to come out swinging I'm glad, so hard, I'm dude. Glad Cody, I'm glad Cody went first. All right. Uh, can I go second? Yeah, you can. Uh, I thought this movie was shot amazing. I thought the score was awesome. The cinematography was 10 out of 10 the entire time. I thought the actors did a really good job. I thought that the script and the story that took place 
was very mediocre and way overhyped. And going into this, I expected way more than what I got when I watched it. And I was very much underwhelmed for what I thought it was going to be. And the story was very subpar. That's not to take away from the way it was shot or, you know, what they did with the cameras and the sound. But the story itself was very lacking and very boring and lacked almost any action at all. Yes. Well, I will go after you then, Brad. Sorry, Tom, to make you last. But I 110% agree with you, Brad. I thought I I almost felt as if I was on a kitty ride, a very slow kitty ride that was just slowly going through like, you know, what the movie goes through. Like, and I felt like that's what it was. That's what it was. Just a very slow kind of process of, you know, watching this mission unfold. But I was definitely expecting kind of more than what we got. And uh, I was extremely underwhelmed and extremely let down with uh, how the whole movie played out. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, yeah, well, for starters, uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. And then <laughs> moving on from there. Um, so usually before every movie I go see, I kind of cheat a little bit. I, I do talk to Brad a little bit because Brad knows if I like or don't like a movie. And this was the first time that he's been like, I don't know what you're going to think. And he was pretty spot on, too, because there were some parts of the movie I really freaking liked. I'm beating a dead horse right now, but that camera work, was freaking awesome i will say that um it was perfect amount of time the movie didn't feel like it was dragged out and it felt like it went at a very very good pace which i really enjoyed i was expecting like some more fucking action i wanted some saving private ryan shit some fucking let's fucking go shit like oh my god but uh i still really liked the movie a lot because i um I've listened to a really long... It's like a 19-hour podcast on World War One. I. I won't get into that, but I like World War One and I like World War Two, And I just love w- war movies. So I'm the wrong person to ask for this. Like, my own review will be biased, but I really liked the movie. It was good. Yeah, I agree. Is that the Dan Carlin's Hardcore History one? Yep. Yeah. Blueprint for Armageddon? Yeah. That's yep. a great podcast. Highly recommend yes. it. Yeah, no, I mean... I, uh, I'm surprised you guys didn't like it. I don't know why you didn't like the plot at all. I was completely entertained the whole time. It was plenty of story for me. Like, they had a mission. That's what you do when you're in the military. You have missions. And they, like, had to execute it. It's a fucking crazy mission, dude. The built environment was amazing. Like, the no man's land. It was all wet and muddy. And, like, every time they had to, like, go into a crater to, like, get into cover, mm-hmm. you just see that they were standing in fucking muddy water. Like, and then he gets bumped that, and, like, literally like, sticks yeah. his hand into a rotting body. Like, oh, it was, like, so cool, dude. Yeah, that dude, I literally, I literally, like, moved in my seat when that happened at the theater. Because um, I was like, wow, that, like, that's disgusting. And, like, honestly, I really, really, really enjoyed the first 45 minutes of the movie. And uh, I want to talk more about kind of where things fell apart in the spoiler section. But yeah, the first forty-five mm. minutes for me were awesome, and I'm then gonna, that's yeah. I'm gonna and then it, agree with you on that. Yeah, and then it fell off the fucking wagon like a fucking rock in a hard place. Like that. It, I yeah. agree. 
it just it just turned into nothing and i was also extremely let down and this isn't a spoiler alert this is just important i think for anyone before you go to see the movie if you're expecting any of those big name actors to be in the movie for more than 30 seconds um (laughs) then you gotta watch a different movie because every actor that i was really excited to see is literally in it for a split second and then they're gone and like that's that so it really was disappointing besides Um, cumberbatch who uh, the fucking Colin Firth, the he was in it? the yeah, he's yeah, the general exactly, <laughs> exactly like and and yeah, same with same with the oh, other right. guy. Okay. So then, so like both of them, I was like, nice. These guys are like commanders or something. Like they're gonna be more involved, but no, both of them had just had like a brief moment, and it made me so upset. This is why it bugs me because the reason why some people go and see that is because they're like, oh, Colin Firth is gonna be in it, and whatever his name, uh, Bener- Benedict Cumberbatch is gonna be in it. It's gonna be good. And Mark Strong, right? The and other guy yeah, with. oh yeah, yeah, Mark Strong, who's the who's you, you'll find out later. Um, but it's anyways, definitely, it's name tagging for sure. All th- right, they just take those three guys and they're like they're in this movie, and then it turns out they're in it for like literally one minute of the movie. So, It'd be like but, advertising for Thor Ragnarok and saying Matt Damon is one of the main names, like. Uh, <laughs> I get you. No, I get you. That makes sense. Yeah, so so it, it it upsets me that that's like the way because I feel like if you're if you're portraying the movie like that, in my opinion, like they know that the movie's not that strong if they're gonna have to rely on, hey, we've got these big name actors in it, and then it turns out that they're only in it for a second, you know. So that that made me upset, and I, I also the extreme lack of action made me really upset as well. I didn't feel like. There was a lot of action. Um, there had they had its moments, but in total, it was a very much a drag. I thought. Right on with the first like forty five minutes. Up until then, like I was on the edge of my seat. Like I felt like anything could happen, and then the movie just hit this spot where I realized like, oh, nothing crazy is gonna happen, huh? And then I was like, kind of like I was like waiting for a moment, waiting for a moment. I got a little moment. Where I was like, okay, this is where it's going to kick off. And then I was like, let down the rest of it. Um, I'm going to say that I I could be totally wrong, but I'm going to say that I think that anyone who appreciates movies or likes movies wouldn't be disappointed or upset they watched the movie. I agree with that. It's still fun. Yeah. Like, Brad, you you enjoyed the movie, correct? Yeah. And I would say also a good, like, sort of, like, gauge I have on movies is... Beth went with me to see this, and this was after we worked the night before. And after we were done, I was like, ugh. And she's like, you didn't like it? And I was like, it was all right. And she's like, I didn't feel like I was going to fall asleep for one second. And I was like, well, I guess that's a compliment to the movie. <laughs> uh, you know? Cause ironically. She, a lot of these movies, she doesn't want to see. She goes, you know? And so when a movie can do that, I think that is a positive. I literally was telling Shauna once we were leaving the movie, I was like, man, I got really tired. And I was like, I borderline wanted to fall asleep at some points to the movie. So it's funny that she felt the exact opposite way. Right. Um, but yeah, cool. Well, spoiler section alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I'm just going to go through all my because Things that I thought were cool, like just a bunch of lines, like funny ones at the beginning. It's like, the general is telling him about the mission. He's like, don't worry, there shouldn't be any resistance. Like, we're pretty sure the Germans have retreated. And then it gets to that point where they're like, they're finally about to climb over the wall to go into no man's land. And they're pretty sure the Germans have retreated, but, you know, nobody's been out there for, like, a day or two, yeah. so they don't really know. Great moment. Just, like, fuck, they just fucking send it, dude. Like, that's so yeah. crazy. 
yeah totally great moment especially because like and that's and, and i agree with you in terms of like that was one of the parts i really enjoyed about the movie was them going over for the first time and then them going through all that barbed wire and shit that was blown mm-hmm. up and seeing those bodies like encased in the mud and the, in the barbed mm-hmm. wire one of the best parts about the first part of the movie is it was just nick in 1917 that was oh, you're whole... talking about me being that, that kid? Yeah, <laughs> that was the reason well, they I... got the mission. He was it like, was I, I thought they'd send us on a mission to get food. And then this every time very... they found a house, he's like, is there any food in there? Like, I don't know a lot about World War One. I. I I'm like not brushed up on World War One or World War Two, really. Um, but I'm just, I assume there was a food shortage, like That's based on what we learned. So like, I assume there's a food shortage. And I know that like one of the big issues was the gangrene, you know, or the, the their feet having issues because they were constantly Tren- in that mud. Foot. Yeah, trench foot, right. So they were in the like mud and, and, and fucking water and they would just fucking deteriorate, which is gross. And they probably reeked. And like half the things I think would have, w- this would have been a cool experience for any movie. I think if they could add like smells, but like, man, all those dead bodies. Could you imagine <laughs> if they like produced the smell? You're like, oh, this uh, part is gross. Yeah, exactly. Like so, I think it adds. And then so like I them can, walking through the grass, and you can you can just smell like gunpowder. I don't know. I think that would be a cool experience to add to a movie is like smell. So um, to confirm kind of what you're saying, in the uh, hardcore history podcast I listened to, there were. A lot of uh, journal writings that were read on that, like personal ones from people, and that was a thing where you were walking through the trench, and these guys would be stepping on, like stepping through the rib cages of their friends that were dead. Gross, yeah. dude. Because they were just deteriorating, and they they were using those bodies at first because there was so much water, so they'd put the dead bodies there <clears throat> to quote unquote soak up the water, which is fucking oh. disgusting. But and like they had, and also. It was so bad at times. Someone, I'm glad the wind picked up as I was saying that. It was so bad at times that <laughs> like, they wouldn't even, if someone died in the trench, they wouldn't, like, do like, does someone want to throw them over? They'd be like, I'm not even going to risk putting my hand up there. Oh, I'm sure, you know, yeah. You, and they'd be like, like, no, they're dead. Just leave them right there. And then there were other stories of how you literally would, your friend would get shot. He'd be 15 yards away from you. And you had to wait there all fucking day for him to die because sometimes you'd be too afraid. If you couldn't get a shot, if you couldn't kill him yourself. So, yeah, trench, trench warfare is very interesting. Like, very. Yeah. So what I think like the first part of the movie did really well was having the two guys, you know, because the whole movie is one shot, basically. The camera's following them the entire time. And I thought having the two of them made for good dialogue because the one guy was really good at telling stories. And so it made like an interesting kind of you know, interaction they had and then shit happens and then they're fine. So they're back to, you know, telling stories. And I was like, so into the movie. And then as soon as that ended, that's like where the movie just fell off for me. I agree. I think right when that, right when his buddy died for me, like the movie instantly got tremendously worse. Like the rest of the movie sucked Hmm. from that point on. I like, and, and part of that is because if you think about, what happened is like all the action really happened within that first moment. Like them going in, everyone's favorite part has to be like them going into that shack, right? 
Yeah, and then that rat blowing things up, and then yeah, shit's dude, that going crazy. Me. That oh, absolutely, dude. I'm like that dude's so fucked up, and he like can't see, and he can't fucking breathe probably, and like he's has to jump over this mine shaft. Like I was super entertained, and then they get to the other side to this pit of just shells of these giant fucking shells that they were shooting at the U.S. and they just fucking yeah, just are like. Piles. Oh, yeah, that part just was so good. Like, that was, for me, like, the absolute climax of the movie was, like, right there within the first 30 minutes. And then, like, it just slowly kind of went downhill, um, you know, from there up until the Even the scene at the farm was cool. Yeah, I agree. Until, like, what played out was just, like, so dumb. Like, yeah. You're I gonna... didn't like how quickly he died, and, yeah. like, I get it, like, no. yeah, these are a bunch of 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds, and, like, that could totally happen, also, but I just... could he have like... died a little quicker? Why do we have to yeah. watch this kid <laughs> literally sit uh, there for five minutes? It felt so drug out in this so one. So, I felt the complete opposite, and sorry that, you know, continue to talk on this subject, but I felt like he died too quick, like, actual death, because within a matter of seconds after him dying... And that was another thing I didn't understand was, like, plot twist. They didn't hear, like, the whole fucking brigade of cars and shit driving up on them, like, oh, while yeah. he's dying. Like, why why we didn't hear that when they were right on the other side of the building? Yeah, as soon was as he confusing. got up and, like, yeah. looked over, there's like, a whole squadron of guys there. Yeah, like, I, like so... Hey, where I, were you guys? I would have thought, like, and this is one of Nick's moments of where he thought the movie could be better, and I know I talk about this a lot when it comes to movies I don't think quite made it, but if they would have made the movie or turned it into something which um, involved him trying to, like, save his buddy and him taking his buddy that is, like, pierced in the stomach, like, to that, let's say, to that lady's house somehow in a dramatic feat of events, and then she's able to, like, carterize his wound, and then he has to, like, carry him through to the end, right. that, for me, would have made the movie fucking awesome. Like, really, really awesome, because it would have made his his, his uh, ability his to get death, to the other like, side yeah. so hard. Yeah. So... The thing I thought would have been a better payoff instead of he finds the milk, you know, and he pours it into a canteen and then he gives it to a random baby for Mm -hmm. five seconds was when his buddy dies, he takes the grenades out of his backpack because clearly like the way they were about grenades, you know, they weren't easy to come by. They're all, we'll give you some grenades. And then later on, they get into a crazy fight with like a tank and he has those grenades from his buddy and like they use those to win that fight his buddy dies and he doesn't even take anything out of his pack he takes his dog tag and his rings but he had a shit ton of supplies on him like why would you not take those yeah maybe his pack was full i don't know you would take the grenades for sure like those weren't easy to come by in world war one yeah, yeah, I but I just thought once, that would have been a better payoff than the milk, thing. or even better, like once his buddy died and he met up with that other battalion, like maybe he was able to get a couple troops because it did. It was exciting as well. I would say a little bit after that, when he got to the bridge and there's that one fucking guy firing at him, and then him getting shot. That whole part, I say, up until uh, the part he blacks out, right? Once that yeah, guy shoots him, and he blacks I, out. That is where the movie just ended for me at that Dude, point. That shooting scene I thought was one was of the best sick. scenes. Yeah, where I agree. he's Wait, like which looking one? up this where he's like walking up the stairway from the bridge and they get in the straight one on one gunfight. Yeah. That's the thing I didn't get though. Did he get shot? Like what happened? He fell backwards. Yeah, he, he got, got shot he got in the head. Shot in the helmet. 
Yeah, he got shot in the head, out. and the head flew, or the helmet flew off of his head, and then he smacked his head on like the bottom of the stairs. And I will say that's like good writing. You being able to use that moment to where you fast forward time, but you keep the one track shot going. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's where I thought the movie turned was there. Right, I completely agree. Like, that. It, it, they it should because after that, they after that point, like there's not like in. Uh, I don't know. I, he, I he I'm just, a little jumbled. He just, he but... lost momentum when he like found the lady and the baby. I agree. right. I think that was important too because like that that lady was like she was French. That was her home. Like she, you know what I mean. Like, that didn't, didn't need to be in the go. movie. That did not she need. That whole baby. scene could have been cut out. So 100%, I'm saying the milk payoff was have... so stupid. It could have, but I, I just showed. I don't know. It showed a little bit of character development for him. Like the milk, right? He was hungry this whole time. He finally finds milk, which is like more than just water. It's going to give you sustenance. And then instead of like continuing to drink it when he's been going through all that he's been going through, he decides to give it to the baby. And she says, do you have children? And he says, you know, he doesn't answer so you don't know. And you know that he's upset that he got picked for this trip. And it's because he really wants to get back home to what you find out at the end of the kid or at the end of the movie. He yeah, they asked him earlier in the movie too. Same thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, I don't know. See, it's like to me it was like this huge like character development. And there's a lot of little things that connected back and forth to the movie. So I thought that scene was was well justified. I I didn't like the Anne Frank scene. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> I I also was upset at the fact that everyone's like, "You're not gonna make it." Like right when he gets to the town, right? They're like, "You're not gonna make it," and they're like, "Oh, we gotta turn around here." And then he starts getting shot at. And then what? What, what happened to the whole army that was there with them? They just leave. <laughs> they're like, "You're not gonna make I, it. You're gonna die here." And so then the, peace. The whole plotting of he's on this like. The two of them from the beginning, they're on this like crazy mission where they're going to save the fight, you know? They're going to deliver the message. Why is it only two of them? Is that that's your only hope is two guys that clearly have no like battle experience? The or one guy like, or the like one guy likes food and the well, other guy like is mad that he got chosen for something. Here's my theory on that and that is that this was based on a true story and maybe that's what actually happened. And so like there's a lot They're of moments just a where lot I was like dumber back I then. wish no, I was just hoping they would Hollywood it up and make the movie actually better, but that's probably what actually happened was like they you can't like spare a lot of troops in situations. They probably right. figured like you, you can know spare like two to save 1600 though. And they were Whoa. they were saying that uh two like he was saying that less people travel faster and that was one of yeah, the things like religious, he brought up. it was literally yeah. but quote, it's just yeah. like why would you choose these guys that are not they had a bunch of like 19 year olds all those people that you saw were a bunch of young that's kids. true they're all kids yeah. and like you got a Granted, bunch of kids he had a, fighting he had a wife and a baby so yeah but it's different oh, back they had in the kids 1900s. back younger huh? yeah. yeah that's true yeah so a couple of things like on this 13. movie a couple of things <laughs> in this movie bugged me um one was that apparently the Germans are descendants from fucking stormtroopers because they can't fucking They can't hit They can't Dude, hit. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> they could, I love I that. Think, I, I think if you counted, it would be about 100 German shots compared to two. And then at the end, it was like I got really aggravated for some reason when he like lost the ability for like 30 seconds to talk. And I was like, you're totally fine the whole entire fucking way. But when you get to where you're supposed to be, you're like, ugh. Like, he just couldn't Wait, talk, when? and I was like, dude. Yeah, was like, like, right when that guy was singing. Yeah, just, like, start fucking screaming. Like, why would you sit down? Like, go fucking save people. Like, if he hadn't listened to that stupid fucking song, he could have made uh, it all the way. I think he had given him. up. He didn't realize who. He didn't realize he had found the battalion. Okay. Anywho. Uh, and then the other annoying thing is... 
<sighs> Stop being a fucking pussy and just fucking kill the Germans. The pilot, they should have fucking killed the <laughs> the dr- the dude that he in the uh, middle part, the drunk scene when he like tells him to be quiet and that he didn't learn the fucking first time. Like kill him. And I think it was kind of a back like not the op- what's the opposite of foreshadowing like back shadowing, I guess. So like yeah, just like was was when the guy said, you know how this how we win right last or how this ends last man standing. And that pointed out to me, I was like, last man standing, but you got, like, everyone, need, like, you need to kill as many as you fucking can. And they had opportunity to kill two Germans and didn't take that opportunity. And that, I'm sorry, but that's fucking war, dude. You gotta fucking kill them. Oh, 100%. It wouldn't even be a thought like in my that mind. Pilot, I would be like, I'm just gonna shoot you in the fucking head, dude. I wouldn't have even let him, helped him out of his fucking thing. I would have shot him inside of his fucking thing. Like, it would have been, he would have already been that done. Part, so. That part fucking pissed me off so much. Yeah, I was, like, I, I was upset that I, that guy I even hope... lived. Yeah, I was. I I hope I would hope that that would never actually happen in war. Where like, because first off, I saw the knife on the guy pilot right away, and I was like, he has a he has a knife, and you wouldn't notice the German who's on fire pulling his knife out, I guess, and then be like, wait, no, 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 like, how about you just back the fuck up from him? The guy's going right. to give him water. It's like, oof. Here, you need water. You were just up in the sky. Like, I don't know. That didn't make a lot of sense. I didn't like that part. I would hope that nothing that stupid would ever happen. It probably did, but like. Yeah. Fuck, dude. And then the drunk scene, like, yes, that was the scene that turned this from, like, okay, cut to shit. He yeah. stumbles upon these two guys. You see the first guy out on the streets throwing up, stumbling, clearly drunk. And so he walks into the building, and this other guy, he just like kind of they turn corners, run into each other, and so he takes him down to the ground. And he puts his you know, hands around his neck and chokes him to where he can't scream for his buddy. And it was like a, that was one of the cool intense scenes where he actually fucking chokes him and kills him. And then he gets up and he goes towards the other guy and you're like, okay, he's going to kill him. No, he's going to shove him into the wall and then continue to run so he can neo his way out of the whole place getting shot at. Because that guy clearly screams right away. Like, what the fuck? That was the dumbest part of the movie. I'm sorry. It... Yeah, I think there was a lot of dumb parts. For instance, when he was like, I don't have time to go with you guys six miles the other way in a vehicle, in a moving vehicle. I need to go myself. And then he gets shot and then wakes up like at least six hours later. It would have taken yeah. him six minutes if he would have just stuck in the car with them. <laughs> they would have drove him right there or at least got him closer. Or could they have sent him like one guy to help him out? Yeah. Or if you think aren't, like it aren't was they that all fighting deal. the same war? Hey, I hope you finish the mission. We're depending on it. <laughs> While there's thirty Ooh. of us in. So these... you're saying that if you don't make it there, that sixteen hundred people are gonna die? Well, best of luck. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <Right>? like... <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. like when he's like in the trench and there's bombs and shit flying everywhere, and then you got the guy that's like zoinked out of his mind, and he's like, "Where's the captain?" And he like <laughs> literally can't think, and then that dude gets hit by a fucking mortar of all mortars it just lands like on that guy's face that's Mm one. the cinematography was amazing like it was so well done it's just the action was at like a seven it needed to be at a 10 at some points are the guys that are like you're not gonna get into this military or into to see the captain (laughs) and then he's just like all right and just like walks right in (laughs) he would get like shot or like i don't know there's a lot of moments like that too i was like what how did how did he just get right through (laughs) and then at the end now (laughs) yeah the only thing that like kind of did bug me also is uh 
I feel like, you know, poison gas, uh, mustard gas, whatever is like the pinnacle or the kind of like the, the face of World War One. And I was really hoping for them to put on, you know, the gas masks. Just that seems like to be a thing that always happens in World War One. Jesus, Tom, it, I, are you so? You're there's a high chance you're gonna die tonight. <laughs> the ghosts are getting louder and louder in the background. I'm not that lucky. <laughs> I'm not that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm all set. You're gonna do a score. Or? I just wanted yeah, one other fun fact, actually. Sorry, guys. Um, mm. just because I like World War One so much from the, that podcast and everything, but um. Uh, there's a lot of really famous battles, but the Battle of Verdun. So World War One was the first really fucking heavy artillery war. Just in the Battle of Verdun alone, 80 million um, artillery rounds were fired. That's a lot. That is a That's lot. That's a lot of shells. Damn, yes. 80 million. 80 million. They had uh, the French had 3,000 artillery guns going off at every. All the time, and it was the first war where Blitz, Blitzkrieg was invented, kind of where you shoot artillery just right in front of where your troops are, and then you move the artil where the artillery is landing, where the shells are landing. You move it up like ten yards, and then your guys move up ten yards. So it's basically a shell of fucking artillery to cover your guys, and then you move it up. So as the as your soldiers move up, the where the shells are hitting moves up as well. That's how Blitzkrieg was invented, and it was invented in that war. I will just point out the ending of this movie had the very classic scene where it's the medical camp and character A is trying to find character C and it shows you people with their arms and legs missing and reminds you how bad war is. And it's like, it's just become such a generic like shot that is in every war movie. He's like, I, I was traveling here with your brother. And he's like, I'm glad you were with him. And I'm like, that's not what I would be saying to the guy if my brother died with him. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess it's war and like, what else? What are you going to expect? I would, the first yeah. question I would have asked is how. That's just me. I'd be like, uh, well, oh, well. We we hesitated killing the enemy. Yeah. Oh, it was well, my bright idea how? to pull the guy well, out of. You're not going to like this story. <laughs> yeah. Your brother really likes planes because he likes to fucking stare at them until they hit him right in the fucking face. Yeah, you're going to want to bear down. <laughs> bear down, D. And then I went to get him some water. You did what? Uh, I was <laughs> did, getting did him you... some water. He was just on fire. He was clearly thirsty. The gulag was thirsty. So. <laughs> that reminds me, the other the other scene I really enjoyed was right at the end of the river, like him almost drowning in the river. And then him having to climb, like, all those dead bodies that are at the end. Like, oh, could you imagine how what that smelt like? Like, God, that dude was got, had to be, like, wanting to throw up everywhere. And the bodies were all, like, Ugh. absorbed a lot of water. Yeah, they're the all eye. gnarly. shot in the eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. guys. Let's hit grades on this. Cody, do you want to go first or last since you like no, it? No, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. I mean, cool. I, think I've, I think I've explained myself as why I liked it. Uh, I fucking... I understand the pacing was weird and that there was a lot of weird plot holes, but in the time of watching it, I was—I didn't even notice any of those, dude. I was just stoked the whole time. I loved it. Uh, wonderful movie. I, I give it a 9.5 out of 10. Nice. Damn. That's our highest. So you will be watching show. it again? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Huh. Okay. As, as far as war movie goes, it's it's my favorite one of all time. Well, nice. 13, 13 hours is, is still 
probably number one, but this is I like two. 13 hours is cool. Nick, do you want to go second? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I gave this a solid uh, six out of 10. Um, and that might strike you guys as low, but honestly, I'm never going to watch this movie again. Um, I'm going to completely forget about it. Uh, it's just not something that I was interested in. And uh, I think it's definitely like a. Um, again, when it comes to war movies, I'm not really into war movies to begin with, so I might be different than you know some of the average people that listen to this. But right. if you're, uh, it just really didn't capture my full attention and uh, was really something I was waiting to hope, you know, hoping that it would end, um, you know, sooner than later. I really just didn't enjoy it. Right. Uh, I'll go third. Um, even though like I criticize the movie a lot, there's still a lot of things as a movie it did right. And so I'll still give it an 8 out of 10 because it's like, to me, it's a B movie. Just the cinematography and everything was like too good to grade it any lower than that. But as far as like, that's what... I love how you give it both a number grade and a letter grade. (laughs) Well, because you guys (laughs) cucked me hard. The cinematography is amazing. Just the storyline and plotting is what keeps it from being like a near perfect movie, if at all, like a great movie. I didn't hate it, and I'd probably, you know, I'll rewatch it sometime, but not what it, it was kind of made out to be. Fair. Tomness. Um, <clears throat> I, I give it an 8 out of 10 also. Um, I would lean towards like an 8.5, but I'm trying to be unbiased with my score. I fucking love war movies. They are my favorite type of movie, and... Like, you can make a shit war movie and I still like it. So, but I give it an 8 out of 10. It was very good. I am going to watch it again. Um, it's not going to be something I have on repeat. Not going to be a movie I own, though. It's it, But it was good. It, it didn't live up to the hype. That's probably the only thing is I wanted more World War One action. And I wish that breaking point in the movie kind of, like we talked about, I, if the movie would have stayed on the same pace as the first half of the movie, I would be giving this movie probably a freaking 10 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. Like, it would have been a perfect movie in my book. But once he passed out, literally, I remember what, I was in the movie theater, and once he got shot and passed out, and I was like, well, we just lost the uh, continuous time in the frame. I was like, so that's cool. Like, that sucked to me. I was like, that's stupid. Yep. So, but they had to find a way to put time farther ahead to make it more dramatic and stuff. But I give it an eight out of ten. Really good movie. Really good cinematography, like we've all said, and everything. Um, yeah, and I like the sound and all that stuff. But there were some things they could have done to make it better. But it's a goddamn good war movie, and I love war movies. All right. Yeah, if I were to rate this between. Um watching 1917 or starship troopers um it's easily decided that i'd watch starship troopers over uh starship troopers is a classic dude yeah that was the only movie our parents would let me and brad watch oh yeah that's a top top why they let us watch terminator 2 that's easily yeah because there's boobs in uh because there was boobs and then the guy got shot in the head like right in the very beginning so our parents were like this is terrible you're not watching it we're doing top. So I want to get an understanding of this. We're, I assume we're what we meant is actors in acting roles in war movies, so you correct? Don't, you don't yes. even have yours picked out. Yeah, I've got all of them all. I've got all three. 
But I, that's what I based it on. Was so I was just clarifying that that was correct. But right. uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, so yeah, anyways, Cody has so, to work early tomorrow, so he's gonna give us his top three and then bounce. So yeah, Cody, start from number three, hit on it real quick, and then two, and then one. Okay. Yeah. First of all, sorry to uh, cut it short. No, you're fine. You guys, but uh, number three, and I figured there's like not a whole lot of roles, so there may be a lot of cross between ours. So I kind of like went off right. the beaten path. Number three, there's just like a certain couple of scenes from The Punisher season one where it reflects back on his time in Af- Iraq and Afghanistan and like how he kind of be became a Punisher and started like to hate the government. You know, how basically how the government betrayed right. him because John like, Bernthal, do, right? Do shitty things. Yeah, so John Bernthal in uh, The Punisher. There's this one scene in season one, episode three, where he's like, he knows they're going into an ambush, but his, his officer commands him to do it anyways. And it's just so insane, dude. And there's this song playing. It's called, oh, I forget what it's called, but it's by this artist called The White Buffalo, and it's, like, a really good song. And he's just beating these fucking terrorists to death with, like, a brick because he's, like, used all the ammo and all of his weapons and, like, just blood spurting on his face. It's great. Um, I'm retarded. Number two is, um, hang on, what's this accusation? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. George, George McKay, who, play, who plays Lance Corporal Schofield in the movie 1917. And number one oh my God. is John Krasinski in 13 Hours. Nice. I wonder if I couldn't remember it. It was the bed. fucking movie that we watched today. Go to bed. Right. Yeah, Cody, get the fuck out, dude. We don't care Love about Love you, fuckers. Yeah, Bye, Cody. Right. Goodbye. Bye, Talk to you guys later. Okay, yeah. so we'll do, yeah, we'll just do three, two, and one, Brad. So why don't you go over your uh, top three? No, okay, so my number three is Private Jackson. From Saving Private Ryan. You motherfucker. <laughs> you motherfucker. Is that um, your number three as well, so, Tom? Yeah. Yes, but I'm a badass sniper from Saving Private Ryan, played by Barry Peppers. One of the coolest, like, clean, collected guys in a war movie. And he recites just freaking Bible verses while he just takes guys out. It's awesome. Thomas, what's your number three? You're doing two, then one. Uh, my number two is Iceman from Top Gun. Is that Val- the, the guy he was going against all the time? Yeah, Val Kilmer. Yeah. yeah. The way he flies, ice cold, no mistakes. I just, <laughs> he was my favorite guy from Top Gun. And just, I don't know, Iceman was like always one of the coolest nicknames to me. And Val Kilmer <laughs> is an awesome actor. And so it was just one of my favorite. And then my number one is William James. Um, if you guys don't know who that is, that's Jeremy Renner from the Hurt Locker. He's the guy who diffuses the bombs and he's just a badass. Like the amount of bombs he's diffused and just his mindset. And one of my favorite scenes is when he gets back to normal life and he's in the grocery store and he's just looking at all the different cereals and you just realize like, he can't think about anything but getting back to what he does. And the next scene is him in the bomb suit just marching down through the desert. And so, to me, he's like one of the most badass characters in a war movie. Nice. Good top three. Clearly Thanks, stole Nick. some of uh, some of Tom's uh, badassery mm-hmm. moments. Tom, did yeah. you figure out your top three <laughs> again since his brush stole one? Yeah. 
I'm actually surprised um, real quick that no, like none of anyone's picked so far, any of the three that I've picked. So uh, I'm, I'm really stoked. Um, so I was going to do the sniper from Saving Private Ryan as my number three, but Brad stole it. Um, any, I, I should keep Saving Private Ryan out because any character from that movie could, could be. be my top. Yeah, yeah, I just love that movie. And that is my favorite movie of all time is Saving that Private Ryan. That beach storming scene, though. So greatest of all crazy. time um, my number three is Gary Gordon and Randy Shagart Delta Force so the two and I love that part of the movie um, number two for me <clears throat> was kind of having trouble deciding um, but I really liked uh, actually Mel Gibson from The Patriot I, oh, I like that's, I, that was considered I, in my top three. I feel like that's a really underrated movie. And Mel Gibson, like, there is a scene in that movie about 10 minutes in where he finds out where his kid has been killed and he takes on 18 dudes. Yes. The he hatchet. Takes on eight, yes. yes. He takes on 18 dudes and you can tell he is he is fucking that is the the yeah. most thirstiest for blood i've ever seen in any movie was him he Mel was Gibson literally definitely likes he, to fucking kill people yeah he was fucking <laughs> bloodthirsty dude and Shout he, out, there, he he ends the the fight by throwing a fucking axe in some dude's back like from like 20 yards away just like yeah. whoa, 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 boom and hits the dude and then he just fucking turns the guy's back into a meat grinder yep and then uh number one kung fury i love that movie and kung fury's the main <laughs> Nice. For those of you who haven't seen Kung Fury, go see it. It is, fuck you, Kung Fury. It's just, a, it's a funny fucking movie. And he, it's technically a, a war movie because it relates to the Nazis, but it's just fucking funny, dude. I love nice. it. Nice. Great. <laughs> fucking epic. Um, yes. Cool. I'm glad so you like it, Nick. I'll go three, two, one, and I think you'll be a little bit surprised with my number two, but we'll see. Right. So anyways, um, number three is Mark Wahlberg in Lone Survivor. Like, nice. I, who doesn't dude, like to see Mark online. Wahlberg fly off a cliff for like three and a half hours? Like he yeah. literally just keeps falling off cliffs. It's it's fucking awesome. It's great. That was my fourth. Yeah, I was that a big movie fan. Is like one of the movies that gets to me. That um, rough yeah, to watch, but really, really cool. rough to watch, but really good. Yeah, yeah. I, it's one of my favorite like kind of war-ish movies uh, or important moments, I guess, within a war. The Anyways, first like. 45 minutes of that movie is like so much fun like kind of like i don't know it has like such a good feel like like what i thought was really cool was the comms moments because i worked a lot with like you know communications equipment that was used in military efforts so like to see Mm -hmm. like the raytheon like equipment they're using it was like this is totally exactly what they would use in that situation you know given the circumstance so it's cool to see them using the proper materials and stuff and i think mark Wahlberg's really big on that like make sure that everything is exactly how it should be and like i'm gonna train as as if i'm like this person in the movie so yeah uh that's why number three good movie uh my number two is definitely uh r lee uh ernie or gunny um from full metal jacket where he just absolutely fucking rips people to shreds and like (laughs) gomer pile is like oh he's just like so i love the fucking guy that was like had mental issues, went through everything mm-hmm. and was getting yelled at and then like decides to kill himself in that full metal jacket moment. Like, oh, that was so cool and it like really shows like, you know, the mentality that you need to have to be able to be a successful like, yeah. you know, military I, person. I actually really don't care for that movie. 
why i mean that's that moment that yeah i don't like the entire movie really just the first like same thing the first 45 minutes when it's like the gun sergeant and gomer pile and then like when mm-hmm. gomer pile kills himself and like that's a terribly sad moment like that again that's kind of the climax of the movie then i don't watch anything else after yeah um and then number one is a classic uh i picked bill murray and stripes um that's an absolute <laughs> number one uh that movie to me is like you the cheater. greatest war movie of all time that's not cheating what are you I talking know, about just... dude <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie's great dude what are you gonna do robin williams good morning vietnam <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh oh, but yeah that, that rounds out my my top three so nice. um, to reiterate, we had Cody's three from three, two, and one. Number three was um, the Punisher from the the throwback scenes. Uh, number two that he couldn't fucking remember was the main character from the movie we just watched. Um, and number one was, what was it, guys? Uh, his number one was 13 Hours, John Krasinski. 13 Hours, yeah, that's John right, Krasinski. 13 Hours. That's, that's Cody's like favorite movie also. Yeah. Um, and then Brad, name your three real quick. My top three, number three was Private Jackson, the sniper from Saving Private Ryan, and then Iceman from Top Gun, and then William James, who's Jeremy Renner from The Hurt Locker. Cool. And then uh, my three... Gary Gordon and Randy Shagart. Uh, Second is um, Mel Gibson in The Patriot, and number one is Kung Fury. Oh, Kung Fury. Fuck you, Kung Fury. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, my my top three recap: uh, Mark Wahlberg from Lone Survivor, um, Gunny or Gun Sergeant from uh, Full Metal Jacket, or Gomer Pyle, um, and number one is Bill Murray from Stripes. Nice, nice. All right, guys, that wraps it up for this episode. We're movie stalkers. Catch us next week. We'll be doing our top ten movies of the decade. Until then, I'm Brad, Thomas, Nick, Cody's out there somewhere, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Later, nerds.